I was just burnt out. You know, when you're in a situation like that, when you're in a job where you're working for somebody else, there's always a cap on your income, right? You know, I was making like 42 bucks an hour at that time, which is pretty good. But there, the chances of me growing from that or making more was I, I, hit, I hit a ceiling. Like I was actually hitting a ceiling. In order for me to make more money, I had to put in more time. And I was like, I'm sick of trading my time for dollars. Like I want to have no cap on my income. Um, so I started to get that itch, that entrepreneur itch. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Thinking Project Podcast. Of course, it's your host, Dalton Jensen, and I have another incredible guest for you today. But before that, make sure you're following me on all social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all that stuff. You'll find me everywhere. Make sure that you engage with the posts and connect with me. I love meeting uh, listeners and and growing my network. So all that good stuff. Remember that this podcast isn't sponsored, but if you want to support it, like, share, all that good stuff, invite your friends to listen, uh, subscribe to the channel, yada, yada, yada. You get it. Or if you're a business owner, salesperson, and you want to expand your sales skills, you don't want to feel sleazy. You don't want to feel like the S word, right? Uh, join the sales mastermind group that I have going on right now. The link is into the description below. Ooh, the description below. Uh, and with all that being said, let me introduce our guest, Christine Leapins, who is a business mentor for online coaches who want to scale to six figure signature programs. She was an amazing conversation. I loved talking with her, her, her coming up from being a dental uh, hygienist to owning her own business, to taking that leap something I think we should all do at one point in our life, at least try, right? Although you guys know I'm not a nine to five basher. So I'm belaboring the point. Christine Leapins was an amazing guest. I hope you guys stay tuned. It was an awesome opportunity to interview her and I'll see you guys on the other side. All right. We're rolling. Thanks so much for being here, Christine. Thank you so much, Dalton, for having me. I'm so excited to chat with your audience today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm grateful. One of the things that I saw on what you know when uh, I was doing research a little bit before this is that you kind of, that you specialize in helping small business owners, coaches uh, create a brand and income with with only a little bit of followers and no paid ads, right? And right. I think that's huge for business owners. How can business owners um, approach their audience to kind of see what kind of offering they should even be extending? I love that question. So a big part of what I do, Dalton, is uh, with my clients is really, really, really working on market research, right? That is one of the things that a lot of um, business owners fall short on. And they don't know their audience enough, right? So what what I never want happening, which happened to me when I first started out in my entrepreneurship career, I was a nutrition coach um, and I thought I would create a program, just a basic program for weight loss for women. And I thought everybody wants weight loss. I didn't even check to see you know, who wanted it. I went, I spent months building it and I went to give it to my audience, send it to my audience. I announced it and I heard crickets. And it was the most disheartening time of my life. 
And this happens all too often in the business space, especially on the, in the coaching space or any kind of entrepreneur who's a, a course creator is they, they think they know what their audience wants, right? So the best way to get over this is to do your market research. And when I'm talking market research, I am not talking like, you know, yes, surveys are great. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there talking about going into Facebook groups and typing in like how to, or how do I, you know, the search words to see who, who's talking about this or who's asking questions about this, but it goes much deeper than that. If you really want to know your audience inside and out, you actually have to speak to them. And so one of the things that I do with my clients is we actually, I get them to conduct interviews with their potential clients and they ask very specific questions to really get down to the nitty gritty of, you know, exactly what they're struggling with, what is keeping them up at night, you know, what, what, what fears are, are coming up for them, uh, what goals do they want to achieve, but deeper than that, right? You start to get more deeper than that. Why do they want these goals? What's important to them? You know, what's this emotional why behind all of it? And then you can actually start to ask those people, you know, what kind of program would you love? If I could create a program to get you from A to Z, what would that look like for you? Right. And you're actually hearing it from the horse's mouth. So what you do is you do these audio, these interviews, right? And we also do surveys as well for people who don't have time to actually sit down on a 20 minute interview. And once you get enough knowledge together, you start to create a program based on exactly what your ideal client or potential client has told you that they need from you. And so now you're actually creating it based on, you know, an A to Z parameter with structures in the middle based on everything that they have said. So there's no more, I think my ideal clients would like this. It's I know my ideal clients will like this. And that takes you from hearing crickets, like what happened to me and, and bless, bless everybody's heart here who's ever gone through something like that. I know how disheartening it is, but it will take you, when you do this work in the beginning, it takes you from a failed launch to a sold out launch. And that is what I stand behind and, and teach, teach my clients. So I hope that yeah. answers. Question. No, I love that answer because it's, it's a big thing right now in the world, right? Where, um, there's a lot of layoffs happening. I mean, I'm sure everybody's reading about those because I'm sure, and I'm sure it's not only just affecting the U S right. But in the U S specifically, a lot of layoffs, a lot of uncertainty around job security. And again, right. Like we just, we just went through this two years ago. We're here again, right. With, uh, with the same thing. And it's just times have changed to where like, we're not in the same boat as maybe our parents or their parents where you stay at the same company for 40 years, get the gold watch and retire, right? Like it just doesn't happen. And so building a side gig or a second stream of income isn't a cool thing anymore. It's almost like a necessary thing, right? Especially if you want to try to survive. But the kicker with all of that is we all do, we all can't have a million followers, <laughs> right? And 
we all have to like find a way to like craft our offer. And so the interviews are really great. I've heard that a few times. I think my biggest question with like interviewing and I, and what I've, what I've had the question to me ask when you're talking about interviewing, right? So you talk about interviewing your ideal client. Well, how do you even start that? Do you just call maybe some of your homies up and just say, Hey, what do you think? Or um, do you go find people who kind of fit the bill and you kind of start guessing a little bit? Is there a little bit of guesswork or walk me through that process? There are so many possibilities, but uh, I think the most, the two most easiest ways to start something like this would be for, like you said, you, you don't actually want to interview your friends and family because the problem is you can go to them, but you don't want to interview them. And this is what I, I, I say all the time. Like, do not interview your friends and family, even though they might be your potential client, because they're going to actually tell you what they think you want to hear more often than the truth. So what you do want to do is go to your friends and family first and say, hey, I am thinking of specializing in, let's say, you know, uh, specializing in people who are struggling with chronic gut health issues, right? And I'm, I'm putting together a program. I'm thinking of putting together a program to help women overcome this. Now, do you know anybody that is struggling with digestive issues? How, do you know anybody that you could refer to me? Because I would love to interview them and just get their feedback, right? And it's amazing. As soon as you tell people who care about you that you're doing a project, they'll right away be like, oh my gosh, I know. Yes, actually, I was speaking to Susie the other day and she was telling me how much she's so embarrassed to go out for dinner because, you know, she can't, she can't figure out what to eat and she's worried about having, like, all of a sudden they know. And they're like, I will personally reach out to her and recommend that you talk to her. Boom. You have at least half of the people that you need to speak to, I'm sure you can find with your friends and family. If that falls short, let's say you don't have a lot of people that you know that, that fit that parameter, that know people that fit that parameter, then if you already have people following you on your social medias, so you wanna go to your low hanging fruit first, right? If you, if you already have some followers on Instagram, maybe Facebook, um, then you want to, reach out to them first. So maybe you have a little, you have a small email list. You, you can send out a nice personalized message to your email list saying, I am looking to interview five, um, people who fit XYZ general category, right? So who are struggling with chronic gut health issues or, you know, mindset problems, um, when it comes to confidence or whatever it is, if you fit that bill, please, you know, click the link here. I would love to interview you. And one of the things that is very, very important is when you are asking somebody for their time, three things need to be, need to make it sexy, right? There has to be three, three things that you say to make it sexy. Number one, you have to let them know how long it's going to take. So be very transparent. If it's 20 minutes, it's 20 minutes. Second off, you got to make sure that it's, they, they want to know that it's safe, right? So they want to make sure that you're not going to pitch them during that interview. So that's what you want. You want to make sure you say, this is for pure, purely for market research purposes only. It is not a sales call. It is all about you, right? So they know right away, okay, she's not going to sell me anything. 
And a secret sauce tip is to give something away to them of value for their time, right? So if these, for instance, if these people have stated to you that they, they struggle with confidence, right? Then maybe you have a training, a free training or a free PDF that you can put together really, really quickly. And, you know, uh, the three steps that you can take to gain confidence, um, you know, in the next two weeks or three things that mindset shifts that you need to adopt, you know, or morning routine things that you need to do something very sexy that they would be like, yes, I want my hand up. I will definitely speak to her for this free offer. Yeah. So those are the two places you want to go to first. You want to go to your friends and family for referrals and you want to go to your existing audience. And then there's a whole bunch of others, but there <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like, I, I like it. And you know, I, I don't want to give your whole like program away, but like knowing how to start for people so that they can get in a position to where, you know, maybe then they can reach out more. Right. But, but what's cool about that is like just starting. And that's the hardest part. You know, that's the hardest part for people. It's not, it's not the, like, once you get momentum, you know, you can roll with it. But when I've talked to like my audience and the people around, it's just like starting like, you know, podcasting, for example. So I've been doing this for, you know, general, like a long time, relatively speaking. And, um, every time someone comes up, they want to start a podcast or whatever. I'm like, dude, you just got to start. Like, here's, here's the five things that you need to know, but past that, it's going to be you working out the kinks. Cause it's like, kind of like sales for me, right? Like there's so many nuances that could happen that I can only teach you so much before it's just like, we got to just do this and then work things out as we go. Right. Um, and that's, and that's probably the biggest piece. And I'm curious for you going from, I know you went from a nine to five, you know, dental job in the healthcare field to your own entrepreneurial gig. I mean, what was it, what was the motivation for you to take that leap? Well, I was, so there was two motivations. First off, at that point, I was a dental hygienist, a full-time dental hygienist for about 10 years. No, nine years. I was burnt out. I, my son was only two at the time. And I was just, I didn't want someone else raising him. I didn't want to drop him off at daycare and have somebody else raise my son while I go to work in people's mouths, which I absolutely hated at that time. <laughs> and I was just burnt out. You know, when you're in a situation like that, when you're in a job where you're working for somebody else, there's always a cap on your income, right? You know, I was making like 42 bucks an hour at that time, which is pretty good, but there the chances of me growing from that or making more was I, I, hit, I hit a ceiling. Like I was actually hitting a ceiling in order for me to make more money. I had to put in more time. And I was like, I'm sick of trading my time for dollars. Like I want to have no cap on my income. Um, so I started to get that itch, that entrepreneur itch. There were quite a few things I tried before I went into my nutrition coaching, which is what got me out of the nine to five in the first place. But so that was one of the things that was the big thing is I just wanted to have more time freedom and financial freedom for myself and to raise my son myself, be home with him. 
The second thing was I had gone through a real terrible health scare when I hit 30 and um, so many things had happened. And the only thing that actually helped me get back on track with my health was rehabilitating my, my gut and my digestive system. So that was, so when I was thinking of like, what do I want to do as an entrepreneur? I started to think about, well, what have I overcome that other people are struggling with that I can help them with, right? I rehabilitated my own gut health. Like I, I literally healed myself from the inside out with food, lifestyle changes, and a whole nine yards. So I decided, okay, I got to get certified as a nutrition coach. At that time, I thought I needed certification. Anyone out there that is thinking of doing coaching, you don't need a certification, by the way, unless you're diagnosing. <laughs> so don't waste thousands of dollars like I did. But I went to school um, and I got my certification and I was a holistic nutrition coach. And I struggled for the first six months. I didn't have a proper niche. I didn't know anything there was to know about social media marketing. Um, and I did all the things I thought I was supposed to do. And I didn't sign a client for, for over six months. Right. So at that point I was like, well, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Like maybe I'm meant to be a nine to five or dental hygienist for the rest of my life, scraping teeth, like no. And then finally I was like, you know what? No, I didn't come all the way. I didn't come all the way here to just give up. So at that point, I decided to invest more money into my business, which a lot of people are nervous about when they're struggling. So I actually hired a, a, a business mentor who was a whiz in social media marketing and, and sales. And working with her completely changed the trajectory of my business and my life. Like it was like, light bulbs went off and I realized everything I learned in school was BS. <laughs> it's outdated strategies that don't work. You don't need a website, by the way. You don't even need an email list to start and you don't need paid ads. <laughs> so we, we worked together and around the year and a half mark of my business, um, I was able to scale that business up to a full-time income, which is, was at that time, about 5k per month that was replacing my dental income and I quit my nine to five I walked into that office I put a letter down on my boss's desk and I said I'm going full-time in my business thank you so much I'm giving you two weeks <laughs> and she looked at me and she's like okay if you want your job back when you're done, you, you, you always have it back. Like she was like, she thought for sure this whole online space was a scam and I'd be back working with her, but it never, ever, never, ever came. Um, but at that time, when I quit my job, I had about 385 followers on my Instagram, which was my main source, um, on online. So I was taught the, the very potent strategy of monetizing a small audience from the beginning. So that was my journey from leaving my nine to five. Um, and then, yeah. And then I was building that business for two years after, before I transitioned into business coaching. Oh, nice. Yeah. Holy cow. That's great. So you mentioned you went and got a business mentor. Uh, 
that helped you with kind of like the marketing and sales. What was the most valuable lesson that you took away? Maybe it was in sales and selling. Maybe it was in marketing that you took away from her that really like changed the needle for your business. Uh, conversion, like how to convert conversion. your audience yeah. and the buying process. That was 100% a game changer for me. Mm. You know, I, before that thought every single follower on my, on my page would want to buy from me. Like, why would they not follow me if they didn't want to buy my gut health program? Like, you know, I was like, doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. Like I'm posting all this stuff saying, you know, uh, DM me for one-on-one -on -one services or to sign up for my program and nobody's taking me up on it. But she taught me the buying cycle and the buying process and the different types of buyers that come into your realm and how to speak to those people to get them to the next level. And that is, that's one of the big things I teach my clients too, is you've, you've yeah, got how different buy. types. Yeah. You, how people buy, right? When somebody there's, there's, there's the warm, you've got your warm, or we'll start with the cold audience, right? There's the, the colder, the colder leads. I don't like the word lead. So I say warm, warmer audience or the colder audience. And these are people who they, they have a problem. They, they, they know they have a problem. So they're problem aware, but they're at the point where they're kind of like, they're still trying to figure it out on their own and they're comfortable with figuring out on their own. And they think they can figure it out on their own, bless their hearts. So they haven't gotten to a point where they are frustrated enough to realize that they might need help. Right. So these are the people who are more likely to grab your free offers, sign up for your email list, you know, watch a bunch of webinars, like consume, consume, consume all this free stuff, trying to figure out how to fix themselves or go on Google, right? Dr. Google or whatever it is that they're looking up on Google. Um, and they don't realize that they actually need somebody to help them, but they're, they're looking at, they're just, they're, uh, they like to consume content like it's going out of style. Then there's the warmer audience, which is somebody who is 100% problem aware. They have already been down the road of consuming every single piece of content and, you know, asking Dr. Google for everything or whatever it is they're looking up. They have tried certain things themselves, gotten nowhere. Um, you know, for my, for my clientele at that time, they had spent money on specialists and supplements and they weren't, they were getting not, nowhere. Um, then they find me, they know who I am. They know I can help and they know I have a program, but they're not quite ready yet. They need a little bit more encouragement. There's maybe some mental blocks with these, these people. They're, they're the ones that think, Oh, I've tried it all and nothing works. So what's, what, how is this going to work? How is this program going to work? How's this course going to work? Right. I've done everything. I, and it's not going to work, but they still do realize they need a, need a helping hand. Then you've got your hot audience and this is beautiful. These are the people that are like, have gone through all of that, what we talked about and they've gotten over the mindset block that they, that, you know, that they don't want to do another thing. And they're literally, literally looking for somebody to help them. But then now they just need to trust you enough to, to throw their credit cards at you. Right? So these are the people that are, are, 
like the glorious people in your in your audience. So there's different types of content and different ways to speak to each person. Now, you can take a cold person, like a cold uh, audience member or cold lead, and you can get them to the to the hot stage on a sales call, but it has to be done a certain way. So there's so much to how you do it. But that was honestly a game changer for me because it was it came to a point of creating clients rather than finding clients, right? There's always a certain amount of people in your audience that are ready, ready to buy from you. They just need you to, they need to hear the right thing from you. So it's the warm and the hot, hot people in your audience. They need you to say something in a specific way to get them to take action right? Maybe they need one more testimonial from you showing like a social proof. Maybe they need you to talk about your story, your transformation story, right? I can't tell you how many times people have signed up for both my gut health program um, saying, well, it was your story that inspired me that you've gone through the same thing and I know you can help me. Or now with my business coaching, you know, I've had lots of nutritionists come to me and say, oh my God, you specialized in gut health? I specialize in gut health. That's why I'm going to sign up. So there's so many different factors to it, but that was 100% the game changer for me. I really, I really like that. So my sales mastermind group, um, small plug is like empathetic selling. And that's what I f focus on. Like, yeah, we teach how to sell, like I teach how to sell, but it's like, how do people buy? Like, how are, like, what is going through the people? Like, what is going through people's heads when they're in a conversation with you, what's happening when they're following you? Like, what are they looking for? And I think that's really important. Like people miss that quite a bit, right? Like that's why I kind of stepped away from closing, like closing, because it's not like closing isn't a step in the process. It's not like, all right, now we're here. Let's close the deal. It's uh, I, and I really liked what you said about creating clients, not finding clients. I think that's super important. Um, and, and then kind of creating that buyer through, I think, intentional, like social media, right? Like, like curating your post and your content so that you attract the right people who are, who will at some point be interested. Right. Because I think that's the other thing is like, you know, having the wrong audience, sending that the wrong message kind of, um, you know, doesn't help either. Right. So do you, do you ever suggest to people maybe starting a brand new Instagram or Twitter or whatever around what they're doing? If they, if maybe their personal or stuff like that hasn't, really necessarily built up that ideal audience or, or how do you tackle that? I typically don't. And here's why. Um, okay. Usually with Instagram, majority of my clients have come to me and they already have an Instagram account. You know, maybe it's tiny, but it is, it is based around what their, you know, what mm -hmm. their um, business is about. But I do get asked this a lot for the Facebook, like a personal Facebook page and I believe that, no, you just go right ahead and use that same personal page. Unless like, unless there's something that's happened on that page where you're flagged, like say you had some community guidelines or whatever, then yes, you want to make sure that you get a brand new page. But the beautiful thing about actually using your personal page is another thing too, is your friends and family are your biggest cheerleaders. So when you first get started out, 
you, there's, there's always that, like, I just posted something and nobody said anything or nobody commented or liked, and it's embarrassing. Like, you know, or nobody watched my Facebook live, nobody attended yeah. to it, but you know what? Your, your friends and family will be the ones that will like your posts, comment on your posts, <laughs> give you motivation, you know, keep you going, watch your stories. So that helps to make it seem like there's nobody there. Not only that, they can refer people to you, right? Mm -hmm. So once you start getting very specialized and known for what you do, I can't tell you how many, not so much now, obviously, because business coaching is way more specific, but yeah. I can't tell you how many times my uh, friends and family gave me referrals of people for my nutrition coaching business. Like, oh, so-and-so at work is having issues. I'm going to give them your information. You know, so many people, even people I hadn't spoken to on, on Facebook since like high school reached out and was like, you help with gut health? Like, I need yeah. help so bad. Like, so it's amazing who, who will be there under the shadows to either, they could be your first paid clients, right? They really could. Yeah. So I don't really recommend it unless your accounts are flagged. Yeah. Unless, okay. So you kind of just keep going. And then as you start to really build your audience, maybe your message changes. So the new people coming hundred percent kind of, kind of follow through with it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That makes sense because it can be even more daunting. I love that like idea of just removing all the friction of your clients starting, right? What are some of like the big objections that you hear from people? Maybe they're starting their business journey. Um, or they're, you know, whatever, right? What are, what are some things that you get a little pushback on? Like with my clients or people that, yeah, are, yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. Like with your clients or like both, like, I know you do, like you work with that people on their nutrition and you work with business coaches. I'm actually curious on the business one first. Yeah. I don't do my nutrition coaching anymore. Okay. Okay. So I completely folded that business, uh, like two, two years ago now, two years ago. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I was doing both for a while and I couldn't keep them up. So yeah, I, yeah, both I went straight into business. That was my, that was my heart and soul at that time. So I folded okay. that company. Um, but yeah, so a hundred percent now I'm a business coach, but some of the pushback I get from my clients, like, like yeah. as, as like what, like things that they yeah, don't want to do or yeah, hesitance or, or maybe like they get in and they're like, man, I didn't know it was going to be this or something. like. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't happen. I, I sometimes happens to me. Oh like, yeah. I yeah. Know I know that. it happens, you know I mean? happens a lot. So one <laughs> of the biggest things that, one of the biggest things I find that people get really, really nervous about, and they're just like, they're, they like to dig their heels in is showing their face on camera. And this is a big <laughs> yeah. one, like putting, putting themselves out there. Right. So yeah, 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 a yeah. lot of times people are nervous to, to do Facebook lives or put themselves, their face on, on their stories or do a little short form video speaking on reels. Right. Um, people find that very, very, very nerve wracking. And I've had a yeah. lot of, I've had a lot of clients who we've had to work and we do, we work through the mindset because it's a mindset block, hundred percent, mm -hmm. right? It's a hundred percent a mindset block, but a lot of people want to get on social media and they see a lot of these, these gurus out there who, who just have their profile photo. And then their whole feed on Instagram is just quotes and infographics oh, and there's no yeah. real pictures of them. 
and they yeah. want their like people who are nervous, right? Who are introverts. That's what they would love, or they want to just right. build their business straight from a podcast only and never, you know, but the thing is, is that, mm -hmm. and what I usually tell my clients, and if they're, your listeners are going through the same thing, it's <laughs> totally normal. I went yeah, through I'm the sure exact same yeah. thing. When I started my nutrition coaching business, it was so embarrassing. Like I literally would push the live button and then I would start talking and I would trip up and I'd be like, nobody's watching. And then I would stop it and then do it again. Like, yeah. so <laughs> right. it's, it is so normal, but a word of encouragement is this, your potential clients need to see how first, how you speak, they need to hear how you speak. They need to see your facial expressions. Subconsciously people trust people based on how they conduct themselves in front of them, right? Yeah. Face to face is so important, even if it is just video, but people mm -hmm. need to see how you you express yourself. Um, they need to feel your energy, your vibe, and the best way to, to it, it builds trust with your audience. And the best way to do that is to get on video. Um, that is the best and most potent way. I think the second best is, is podcast for sure, or yeah. audio, but people need to see you. They connect with you by watching. Right. Right. And that's why video sales letters are so highly converting because people are connecting with you. They're watching you. They're seeing you, right. They feel mm -hmm. like they're in your presence. So it's one of those things you just have to do there's no real magic trick around it you just the more you do it the better it gets and the easier it gets but <laughs> it's just it's doing yeah. that but i would say that's like number one they biggest just don't want to go on camera they're just they like, just don't want to get there they don't want yeah 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 i think video was definitely hard i think my first um maybe 100 podcast episodes uh were only audio um but then it changed to video and when, and when video hit, it really took off. You know what I mean? I think because people just, yeah, you're right. They have to, they, people were just looking for connection, right? It's really hard to connect with somebody. You know, it's funny that you brought up like just the like pictures or whatever, like just like the infographics and stuff on Instagram. Cause I don't know. I've never bought something, something. Cause I did, I've never seen your face. Like, it, like, it's funny because you have a picture on your Instagram or wherever, but then all of your content is like Canva <laughs> posts or whatever, right? It's like, yeah, I don't even know if that's real. Like, I don't even know if your picture's real, right? Because we get, you know, we, or your name's real. Like, um, there, there has to be a lot of trust built. That's why I like, I really like video podcasts um, and like, you know, and video sales letters because I interviewed a um, really... Um, famous TikToker. He's got over 10 million followers across, you know, TikTok and YouTube um, and Facebook and LinkedIn and stuff like that. Right. But what was interesting was he mentioned like the parasocial relationship with your audience and how like long form has to supplement short form content because people have to see you for a long time and kind of get your cadence. Like you mentioned earlier, right? Like how do you conduct yourself? What, you know what I mean? I, and, and I've had people like when I'm selling, um, like we get on a zoom call and they're like, Holy cow. I feel like I've known you forever. Cause I watched like all your podcasts. Right. And so the conversation is like that much easier. And yeah, I, I, and I would imagine that getting on video is hard. 
it is a mental, I think, uh, you know, my advice for that is always like, just do it. Cause it's going to suck anyway. So you just, it is, it is. <laughs> very, and you know, you just yeah. said something Dalton that there's a big trend going around right now. And I don't know if you've heard it. Um, uh-huh. I'm sure you have, but there is a big trend of demonizing sales calls right now. It's, oh, I it's haven't like, seen that. it's in the business space. A lot of business gurus are promising like, um, that you can sell straight from your DMS, like, or you just post on stories and you send us, you, you, people will go for your link, but you were saying how you can build a relationship by having a one-on-one conversation through video so much faster. So it's, you know, it just, it, when I hear these things, I'm thinking, right. Yeah. Like it probably works yeah. <laughs> for people who have like, you know, they're at multiple six figure businesses and they built right. those businesses doing sales calls in the first place. Like absolutely. it's just, absolutely. Yeah, it's just yeah, so people, silly. Well, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen that, but for me, it's like, how do you, it's just, uh, people like these gurus preying on people's like, almost like naivete, right? Because like, if you're in, like, if you're in business, you know, there's no escaping, like you've got to get in front of people, like literally <laughs> like we're doing now or like physically, um, because all of this other stuff just doesn't work. And I always know the difference between like a professional and a guru when they tell, when they tell you things that are real and they're hard to hear, even though they're true. So like, yeah, you don't ever need to hop on a sales call. Just DM them. I've never bought something from like somebody without or it, I did it one time and it worked fine. But the problem was, is I never did it again because I just couldn't get over the fact that I'd never seen, we never talked. Right. No. So you need thankfully that, I didn't get burned, but generally you get burned. Yeah. 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 And that happened to it's me wild. actually. I just, I yeah, just sent out, I was looking for, I always, I always value mentorship. So I'm, I'm a business coach, but I, you know, I, Value uh-huh. mentorship. So I've had business coaches now for the last five years, every single year, pretty much. And so it's a new year, and I'm I'm like, you know, there's a few girls in my realm that I really would love to work with. And this one particular one, I reached out to her, and she said she had open spots for one on one. And I reached out to her, and you know, I was expecting, hey, you know, like let's get on a call. She's a high a high ticket coach, and she's like. Oh, you're interested in my one-on-ones. I also have my mastermind. And then she just sent me the link for both DMs to, to pay. And it was like, I was like, yeah. well, you don't even know anything about my business. You don't know anything about me. And right. you don't even know if you want to work with me. Like, I don't even know yeah. if I really want to work with you yet. I'm just interested because your content is great. But I'm thinking, uh, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, <laughs> so right, right. see it's the video. And this, it's just fishy. It's fishy. And the thing is that, yes, video creates trust. And that's why it's mm-hmm. so, so important. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we're still like humans, right? Like, um, that's funny because some, I, man, some coaches, I'm like, holy cow. So whenever my favorite pastime, listen, I've been in sales and sales training for over a decade. Like, that's just what I do, right? And so it's funny is whenever I get a pitch that's really like hard, like to look at, Cause like, if you have a, like, I always respond to those. Like, even if I don't need it, I'm like, Hey, that was a great cold DM. Loved it. I'm not interested right now. Cause I just don't need it, but I thought you did great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whenever I get a bad one, I, I, I res- always respond with a really good one to like sell them sales training. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, you got to work on this, man. You, 
you, I'll help you. Cause it's yeah. just cringy. Like sending me. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, and, and what I know about like the human mind, right. Is like the hardest part about all of this is like people like that who just like, they send links or they're like, look, I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. It's they, that might all be true. But the reality is, is like your customer doesn't, understand or really care right all they see is like man she just sent me a link she doesn't even know me uh yeah something's not right here so i'm out mm -hmm. right even though that yeah. even though like and that's what i tell like my students and my and my clients is like you could have the best intentions of the world but if your customer doesn't know that right like perception's reality and and you just lost right um so you got to be real intentional about how you reach out to people because it's just yeah like stuff like that i'm like dang man that's i'm like ouch <laughs> i'm like ouch. no then you no wonder, like, it's not a good way high ticket you're like well this is <laughs> did i catch you on a bad day or something you know <laughs> yeah and when i mean high ticket oh, like, i mean high thing? ticket like fourteen thousand dollars high ticket yeah, so jesus that's crazy i think that I warrants think... a sales call for sure <laughs> yeah like let's talk about like i yeah that's tough man and and, and especially i you know it's the pandering to the audience who just doesn't like who's just nervous right i like i always compare the sales process like buying or set like how people buy and how people sell to like um you know skydiving right like if you and i paid to go skydiving and we got up to however high i don't know how the, how high we go for skydiving but however high we get right and we get to the top and you don't want to jump like that's it that your your um partner when you're going for the first time, they just jump, right? They just push you out. <laughs> uh, and so that's how I feel. Right. But, it, but, but you got to get there. Like you, you got to be on the call. You got to get there. And uh, it's just, so, so when people pander to this whole idea of like, yo, you don't have to do any of that. You can just do this. I, I haven't heard that trend, but I would be fired up if I heard something like that. I'd be like, no, no, I was definitely fired up about it. I actually did a <laughs> podcast episode on my podcast about it and posted about oh, it good. yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay, it, is, so, so, it is an empty promise ahead, for ahead. sure. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was I was going to have you explore that with me real quick because sure. I love these conversations about like, um, you know, so how do you, you know, because I love that you combat that with, with the right thing. Um, and obviously the right thing is to get on sales calls, even if it's 15 minutes, even if it's just to like figure it out. Um, but what do you think? I mean, and we've kind of already explored this, but but in case someone missed it, and all of the stories that we tell, right? What do you think, um, I mean, is, I mean, what did you discuss on your podcast with it? Like, why is, why is just sending DM closing? Like, why is just that so crazy? Like in a clear sentence. Well, right? <clears throat> the, the first thing I kind of called out was that they're misleading the, their audience, like 100%. Yeah. And 90% of the gurus who are preaching this that are saying, you know, make six figures straight from your DMs without ever getting on a sales call again, they're multi seven figure earners, right? So they're not being honest to their audience saying that, um, you know, or, or they're saying, you know, sales calls are a waste of time, but they're not being honest with their audience because that's how they got to their, to their success in the first place, right? They didn't just automatically start from zero and only do DM closes and make a seven figure business. That's just does not happen, right? You need to have so much in place. 
So that was one of the things as I was just calling them out. And then obviously with their clients, you know, they, they, they show these big successes, but they don't say where their clients were before they made a thousand dollars in that year. So they're not being transparent. Um, and they're, they're catering to the, the entry level struggling business owner, right? Which I think is just because they're, they're very impressed at that point. They're, they're so desperate. They're, they're, they'll go for anything because they're like, I don't know. I don't know any better. Like she's promised me the world. I hate sales calls. I did two last week and I, and I didn't close them. Um, so I talk about that, but I also, you know, pinpoint that DM closes, the conversion rate on DM closes are so low. Like the amount of things you have to have in check for something like that to happen is insane. Like I have a six figure over six figure business right now. And there's, I'm not even at a place where I would feel comfortable going transitioning right into DM closes because you have to have every, you have to have all things on lockstep in order for it to work. You have to have a rock solid brand. You have to have a very loyal following and a community of people who would literally buy anything from you, like that you've warmed them up. You have to know the buying process inside and out. Your content needs to, to speak to each buyer, like we had talked about. You need to have rock sales psychology and have a very, very, and be very, very strong in the DMs with communication and all that kind of stuff, which not a lot of people in the beginning stages of their business are before you can even start doing it. And when you start doing it, the conversion rates on a DM close is around maybe 20% at the, at the most. So, you know, if that's, if that's where you're thinking of going, it's, it's just not worth the headache, especially in the beginning. But if you do sales calls, you know, you can close, you can, I think industry standard on a sales call right now is around 30%, which I think is quite low. I think when you start rocking sales calls, like I'm at a 75 to 80% close rate, um, you can get yourself up to a really high close rate, right? Like, Anything like a 50%, 60%, 70% close rate on a sales call is huge. And you're literally can take somebody who's brand new to you and have them become a high paying client in a matter of 30 minutes, right? Instead of spending like, you know, a week warming them up in the DMs or warming them up with your, your content for a week or a month or however long it takes to warm them up. So the, the, the potential for success with sales calls is so much greater, especially in the beginning stages of your business. Yeah. Well, because your sales call is kind of towards, well, and this is what my biggest issue is with the DM closing or whatever, right. Is, um, you're skipping steps in the sales process. Like you're totally, and like, not just skipping steps, you're like skipping really important steps. Cause like, dude, like, are you kidding me? Like 14 grand and that could be, you could, you could have just sent your DM. You could have sent your payment link to the worst person you could have wanted to work with. Right. Like a hundred percent because you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. And then, and to, and to deal with that headache would just be like a a nightmare. Like I'd rather not have, and I tell this to my salespeople, like, or excuse me to my clients in the, and my students in the group is like, it's better not to have a client than to have a, like a super bad client. (laughs) Like at at some point, (laughs) 
you know what I mean? You know, at some point you just got to be like, all right, well, let's just be patient and find the right one. Let's not give away the farm to anybody who comes in. Right. Um, exactly. yeah, because that's, at, so, so that would be my first thing is like, dude, you're just skipping steps and it's not good. Like as much as you don't, as much as you don't want to do this stuff, like then don't be in it. Right. Like if you hate it that much to skip it, then maybe we, you know, like I, one of the things I sell is, a. Um, I sell businesses like cookie businesses. And so uh, I, that's what I tell like my students. I'm like, if you don't, if you don't want to do this, like you can go sell cookies. Um, <laughs> let somebody, let somebody else, you know what I mean? Uh, but other than that, dude, you got to do it. Cause it's, yeah, that's crazy. That's just wild to me. I wouldn't. Uh, and that's one thing I, I try to always point out. Like, I don't like the gurus who just like read one book and it was the worst book you could have read on anything. And then that's what you build your whole Twitter profile on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. That's wild. Um, wow. Well, this was really informative. I really enjoyed our, our conversation, Christine. So business, business coaching, business mentoring. I love it. Tell people before I, before I let you go, tell people where they can find you, uh, where they can sign up for a sales call, if that's what you want or however you want to do this box. Awesome, Dalton. Thank you so much for having me. That was wonderful. And I love this structure of podcast, by the way, where it's, it's a conversation flow. This is this is totally my jam. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, so you can find me at Christine Leapins. I, I don't know. You'll probably have the link to it because my, my yes. last name is hard <laughs> for a lot of people. But on Instagram, it's just Christine Leapins. You'll find me on there. Um, I have a Facebook group as well, um, six figure coaches. So that I'll, I'll give you the link for that and you can put it in there. And there is, I've got yes. tons of trainings on there of, of how to scale your business with a small audience to six figures, um, yes. using scalable group coaching programs. So you never, never hit a wall with one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and those are my two main places to go. I also have a podcast as well, um, Health Pro Marketing Secrets, and it's all about marketing online um, and for, yes, for coaches in it. health and wellness space. Yeah. Perfect. All right, Christine, thank you so much. Thank you.